0: for gold, a weekly wrap-up of everything going on headed into the summer games in Tokyo. I'm Ryan Burrow. The International Olympic Committee just wrapped up a three-day-long executive board meeting. IOC President Thomas Bach
1: announcing... The IOC executive board has decided to to propose Brisbane 2032 for election by the IOC session in Tokyo as host of the games of the 35th Olympiad.
0: The IOC has also decided for Paris 2024 to split the mixed Kiteboarding event to men's and women's individual events, and to replace the 50k race walk with a mixed gender team race walk, and approved a new one-venue competition format for the modern pentathlon. Those moves equal out men's and women's competitions in the next Summer Games. The IOC has also introduced the 29 athletes who will be part of the refugee team. They will be represented by the Olympic flag. The athletes will be competing in 12 different sports. They'll enter the opening ceremonies behind the Greek team. The third version of Tokyo's health safety playbooks will be released later this month, and this week we learned that foreign media will be monitored by GPS to make sure they follow all the health protocols laid out for the games. Journalists will sign a pledge to follow the rules and will be restricted from free movement for the first two weeks upon arriving in Japan. USA Basketball has entered into a partnership with MGM Grand that'll put the men's and women's training camps in Las Vegas in July. The teams will be playing seven exhibitions there against other Olympic Qualifying teams. The men will start July 6th. A roster is expected to be named in late June. The women's camp will start July 12th. Tennis star Naomi Osaka has pulled out of the Berlin WTA tournament after exiting the French Open, leading many to wonder if she'll also back out of Wimbledon and possibly the Olympics. She previously said she wasn't sure if the Olympics should happen amid the current pandemic. Chicago White Sox TV broadcaster Jason Bonetti has been tapped to broadcast Olympic baseball for NBC this summer. He told WGN Radio, Pops I'm very fortunate to say that
2: I will be doing the uh, semifinals, the bronze and the gold uh, for the baseball team. And what's really fun about it, and I had no idea when I uh, got the call to see if I'd, I'd be interested in doing it. I had no idea there were going to be so many former White Sox on the team. I mean, Todd Frazier, David Robertson, John Jay, and then there was a minor leaguer by the name of Eddie Alvarez, who we never saw in the majors here. But Eddie was actually a speed skating Olympian in, um, I don't remember what year, but he was in the Olympics in speed skating and he's on the team as well. So he's going to end up going and, you know, barring some change in the roster or something uh, and being an Olympian in two separate sports, there are a lot of White Sox people actually uh, on the U.S. roster.
0: Of course, U.S. baseball qualified for the 2020 games by going undefeated in the Baseball America's qualifying tournament that wrapped up last weekend. But the roster come July may look a little different. The players cannot be actively on an MLB roster. And since last weekend's championship game, Luke Williams has already been called up to the Phillies. He hit his first career home run in the bigs this week. That means he probably won't be available to Mike Socha and USA Baseball come July when they head to Tokyo. The manager has a difficult task, again, maintaining a solid American roster with many moving parts headed into the games. I had a chance to speak with him via Zoom about that. Joe Brand of WGN Radio and the voice of the Kane County Cougars joined us as well. How did you pull all this together, getting this roster together and and, and executing this tournament as successfully as you did? I, I can't imagine that was easy in such a short time frame.
1: Well, uh, fortunately, USA Baseball has an extensive uh, scouting reservoir of, um, of connections with scouts, uh, not only, you know, just deep within, um, uh, deep within all the baseball played around the world, but more, most importantly right now is what's played in the U S. So we had a, uh, we had a, a, a big pool of guys that, uh, that everybody felt were terrific ball players that were qualified. The depth of baseball in the United States is terrific. So uh, although it seems daunting to try to, Look through 700 players and of, of, of guys of free agents and, and get to the team you want. Um, I think uh, everyone was very methodical about the team type team we thought we needed to to qualify and um, and putting together was uh, was a little easier in that sense to to, to uh, target players you wanted. But what happened also is is you target players they accept you think they're they're inked. Uh, they could call up to the big leagues. So you still need that depth chart and need to be able to adjust from there. Are you thinking about the best possible player for each
0: position? Are you thinking about the best possible lineup? Or are you thinking about who would work well together? I'm sure that, you know, you've got to deal with that in the majors as well. Is, is How do I compose this roster in a way that not only has the best people out there, but also mesh well together?
1: Well, the only way to, the only way you're going to win is to have on-field chemistry. Uh, you hope guys mesh well together, and you uh, and you need that with the on-field chemistry of your pitcher catcher relationship. You know the um, your shifting the uh, you know the double play combination, all the things that go into uh, winning a ball game, especially on the defensive side, are are, are very very important. So uh, I don't think any team in baseball or any team playing anywhere in the world wins without pitching. And we're putting a lot of focus on getting. Uh, starting rotation we feel can help us reach our goal and uh, certainly need a deep bullpen. that's going to hold lead. So uh, right now for our, our priorities to get our pitching um, uh, secure, uh, we have some position players that we've already uh, committed to that, that are excited to, to help us and have helped us in, um, you know, helped us in the qualifiers. Uh, so uh, what our team looks like as we, we go to Japan at the end of July and where we are now could be completely different. Um, you just have to be ready to, to adjust. Tell me a little bit about the, the ex
0: major leaguers uh, kind of how those connections were made, how you made those decisions. Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? I know there are a couple players here too, that I had questions about Ben Zobris just recently retired. I wonder if he was available. Uh, Adam Jones is another name that's been
1: kicked around. Like how, how do you compile the the athletes who have already played in the majors? Well, the, the response in the qualifiers was unbelievable. Um, and, I had seen some of these guys play, obviously, in the major leagues. A lot of the younger players, or all the younger players, really I had no idea of their talent level. Uh, these veteran players reached out to us and said, hey, I want to be part of this. You know, you had Homer Bailey, you had uh, David Robertson, you had uh, Todd Frazier, Matt Kemp, uh, Edwin Jackson. Um, you, uh, you know, all these guys, uh, John Jay, all these guys uh, just said, hey, I want to put that uniform on and I want to help uh you know u.s qualifying get to tokyo and um uh so that that uh that gave us a, a great sense of uh of just what our team could be the momentum the leadership uh, moving forward and uh really it was, it was uh, we had too many guys who contacted us for guys that we could keep and so we had to make some you know tough decisions do you do you uh
0: Obviously, anyone you put on the roster is someone you expect to perform well, but I mean, is there, I assume, a bigger part of this as well is helping these younger uh, athletes on the roster come along
1: and and kind of lead them as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, as I said, I, I mean, the talent level on the field is what's going to win. You need that chemistry on the field, that talent. And a lot of these veterans... Uh, even though maybe their skill set wasn't quite what it was when they were in, in their prime, um, are still terrific ball players and played very well for us. Todd Frazier played great for us. Uh, Edwin Jackson pitched great for us. Homer Bailey had a huge start for us. So all these guys contributed. Uh, and I think that as a younger player, just seeing how the, the, the veterans uh, didn't panic, they methodically went through their, their business and were ready to play every day. Uh, it's a great learning experience for the younger players. Is it hard not to look at some
0: of these these former major leaguers and not see them from four or five years ago? And they go, oh, I remember when Todd Frazier did this against me, or I remember when you know, I mean, I assume those are constantly running through your head.
1: Well, there's no doubt, uh, you know, I've I've uh, seen all these guys play, and uh, some guys really played well against us. I think what you have to really cut off is. Uh, where are we now? Um, how are they playing now? What's their skill set now? What can they do? You can't look and say, guys, remember when you stole third base against us? Well, maybe they're not going to be stealing third base right now. You have to, you know, get acclimated with their what their skill set is. And um, that wasn't very difficult to do. These, these guys, uh, they understood where they are, and they all played very well. I, I want
0: to talk about some of the younger guys. Uh, the, the name that comes to mind, Luke Williams, had quite a week this week. Yeah. Left you and then got called up to the bigs, hit a home run, uh, pretty emotional. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to feel uh, tremendous love and respect for him after what he's been through. But on the other hand, too, this hurts you because now as you look to to uh, to Tokyo, you're realizing he, he may not be available to you.
1: Well, yeah, but you, you can't help but be happy. I mean, any, any player is going to the major leagues, that's their dream. And although maybe they're not going to help us in the Olympics uh, this year, to to reach that dream is uh, is important. And Luke had a great couple of weeks with us, and um, and started off his major league career in the uh, in, in a storybook fashion. So we're very excited for him. He's a great kid. He's talented, uh, and I don't think he's going to be the only name you're going to be hearing about from the team that we had. You're going to see. Uh, you're going to see a lot of guys uh, get to the major leagues, um, you know. And, and Jimmy Scherffy was already caught off from San Francisco Giants. He was on our club. You're going to see a lot of these guys move on and get their major league careers on, ta- on track. Tell,
0: tell us about some of these names that we may be hearing about in the in the coming years up in the in the big leagues.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, I don't know when these guys are going to make the big leagues, but when you look at a, a guy like Jaron Duran and you look at a, a Tristan Cassis, um Eddie Alvarez at second base, I'm sure is going to get, he's been in the big leagues, but he'll get back into the big leagues. Um, Colazari, our catcher, um, uh, Eric uh, Filet in, in right field. Um, these guys all played at an extraordinary level, and they showed that, uh, you know, the, they didn't panic in in pressure games. These were all five pressure games that we played, and they played very well. So uh, you're going to be hearing from uh, most of these guys in the in the future uh, when they start their Major League careers. Is it different
0: managing uh, these international games than it is in Major League Baseball? I mean, it, obviously the, the talent pools are a little bit different, but I mean, is there just a, a different
1: strategy involved? Well, there, the, there's uh, you can't stop your toe in these games, much like playoffs in the major leagues. So, uh, I think uh, as far as a regular season game, uh, there are some things that are different that you might do uh, with a t- or you know might do with a team in April and May if you're in the major leagues, as opposed to what you would do in September October. Best way I can put it are, is these are pennant race slash playoffs slash world series games that you play in these tournaments. Uh, you, you can't stub your toe. You can't play, you can't afford, uh, uh, you know, um, a bad start from a pitcher. Um, there's a little more leeway as we get to Tokyo because there's, there's a, you know, a little, uh, it's not as restrictive, but in these qualifiers, we had to play at an incredible level uh, to reach our goal. And and fortunately we did. So, Yes, there are some differences from managing just a major league game during the season uh, as we would in these international games. Do do you like that? Do you like having your back against the wall every single day? Uh, It's the playoffs. I think uh, the fact now that we're going to Japan is like we just, uh, you know, we just clinched the playoff spot. That's basically what we did. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, every pitch uh, has more meaning um, as far as way, the, the impact on what your goal is. But I think the, the the real key is to get these players to understand it's still a baseball game. You have to go out there and play free. You can't put added pressure on a situation to say, gosh, this is a playoff game, or if we don't get it done here, we're going to be, you know, in dire straits. Um, that that can't creep into your mind at all. You need to go out there and play baseball. And I thought our guys did a great job of playing baseball-free. They weren't, you know, no burden. Um, They weren't worried about it. If a mistake happened, they they got out there and got after it, and they played very well. Have you ever been to Japan before? I have. I was with the uh, All-Star Tour back in 1990, Uh, a bunch of Major League All-Star guys. We got a chance to tour Japan, and uh, they play. I mean, Japanese baseball is at a very, very high level, so uh, I think any team going over there is going to have to, you know, play well to win.
0: And the fandom should be interesting, too. It sounds like I, I know from what I've heard on the softball and baseball side, it's it's going to be crazy. So I'm sure that the Olympics will be no exception.
1: Well, I just don't know. You know, unfortunately, we're still, you know, in um, some COVID protocol. Um, I'm not sure exactly uh, what it's going to be by the time we get over there um, uh, or what the, um, you know, what the attendance would be at these games. But, uh, you know, you can be sure you can be assured that, if there's two fans there, they're going to be very, very loud. Uh, they're, they're very excited about baseball there and we're excited to get over there. What are you hearing about
0: the safety at these games? And what are some of the protocols that you guys are going to have to go through, um, upon arrival prior to arrival?
1: Uh, well, just like we were in the bubble down in Florida and we were tested every other day. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a similar situation to that I've not heard, uh, anything yet. You know, we still have about, um, Six weeks, seven, five, six weeks before we go over there. I haven't heard any definitive, uh, uh, you know, idea of exactly what it's going to be like. And I think it's uh, still fluid. Hopefully, everything's going to, going to go in the right direction, and we're going to be able to get over there. Have not heard anything about uh, some of the, um, you know, some of the precautions and uh, some of the processes you're, processes you're going to have to go through. Do you do you feel safe though, as of right now, that? when
0: you go there, everything will be fine. Cause I know there's been a lot of chatter about these, they should cancel the games. They're not going to be safe.
1: You know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I think most of our uh, traveling party will be vaccinated and, uh, and, uh, and uh, hopefully um, hopefully everything will, will be uh, in line and we can go over there and have, have these players experience uh, what will be a once in a lifetime opportunity for them. And, and we hope they have a great outcome. Is the goal gold? I mean, can you put that and tell
0: everyone, look, we're, it's the USA. This is our sport. We've got to win gold, gold or bust, or is that too much pressure?
1: Well, that's our goal. Uh, our goal is you go over there and you, you want to you know, you win the top prize. There's no doubt about it, but we're focusing on the process to get there. And as we talked about in the qualifiers, our goal is to qualify, but you can't lose that pitch to pitch focus uh you've got to win every pitch of every game, and that's what our that's what our goal will be and um if you're gonna to climb to the top of the mountain, I'm not looking at the top of the mountain, I'm looking at that next rung in front of me, and that has to be the way we go about um we go about this tournament, and hopefully we'll um, you know we'll we'll reach our goal.
2: I want to uh, get back to the topic of the high leverage games that, you know, for some of these younger guys that are being pulled from the minor leagues, I mean, you're, you're basically going from individual work and individual progression to not only a team effort, but playing for your country. I mean, number one, how valuable is that for these young players? And do you do you witness that transition where they start to realize, like, uh, this is, this is the, the closest to the World Series that I'm playing in right now at this moment?
1: Every player that I've uh, I've come in contact with understand uh, that play minor league baseball, understand the importance to help your team win. So that's already in your fab- in their fabric. They understand that. They understand there's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be some things that are going to be uh, some sacrifices you make. Maybe you don't get as many at-bats as you wanted to be or maybe you're not an exact role you want to be. Um, this is an understanding of the team first concept of what's best for the team. So that's not an issue. But I think the... Uh, the, the act of being part of a uh, of a team uh, that has a as a very very you know has has lofty goals uh, and an understanding on how to reach that goals is a lesson that I hope every young player can experience whether it's in a minor league playoff experience a pennant race or a playoff game or getting a, an experience like this in our Olympic uh, qualifying and now in the Olympic games I think that's very very important to a player because the bottom line is. Ah, uh, that competitiveness you have have has to has to lead to winning if you're going to be a uh, a successful baseball player, um, and maybe uh, you know maybe you don't win as many as you want or maybe you don't win the you know the World Series every year. But uh, you have to understand how important it is to learn to win, and I think these players um, get a taste of that
2: in this tournament. Do you feel like major league organizations will be more? inkling to lending some of their top prospects to a competition like this because of the, the individual growth it gives the player and, and just the value it holds?
1: Yeah, well, Major League Baseball has been very, very supportive. Every general manager that we spoke to um, has, has wholeheartedly supported our club. There are certainly some players that maybe either aren't quite ready for this, uh, that are just trying to get their feet wet on uh, their season. Some guys didn't perform real well starting off their season, and some major league general managers rightlyfully so said, look, we want to keep him here and get him on track for our organization now, some pitchers were a little banged up and and had to be removed so um I, I think that uh that this experience is certainly important in a player's development it's going to be uh, uh on a case to case basis as to uh, as to what's best for that player at this time and uh you know it's really comes down to the general
2: managers in baseball you mentioned qualifying hmm drawing the comparison to making the playoffs. Is this, is this like the coolest part of managing, you know, the, the high intense leverage situations just right away, right from the get-go without, without a grueling long regular season? Well, you have time to prepare for it in the major
1: leagues because you see how your season's going and you know games. some games in August, maybe they become pennant race games and you, yeah. have to, you have to get used to doing things a little differently. Um, uh, we're thrown right into this from game one. So where you have a total understanding of your team, if you're a major league baseball manager, um, you have a total understanding of your team, what they can do, what they can't do, the roles of players, um, the, how you can use them the best. Uh, we're really, we really had blinders on coming into this tournament, and uh, our pitching goes. Dave Wallace is very, very experienced and did a terrific job in getting roles in our bullpen set up so we can um, put these guys in a good position, and fortunately it worked out.
2: Do you think baseball needs to be fixed, pace of play, all that stuff? Do you think it's fodder, or do you think there's a real issue?
1: Um, before I fool around with the pace of play, I think baseball needs to get a little more creative on between-inning breaks. If you watch golf and they have a segment called Playing Through where you still see the action, but you're showing your, you know, you're showing your commercial, baseball needs to come out of the Stone Age, which how we're, we're selling and marketing between innings. And we need to be more progressive to cut these between-inning breaks from two minutes and ten seconds down to maybe a minute thirty seconds, um, and also in playoffs where some of these breaks are literally three minutes and twenty seconds. Um, that's exhausting. So I think if you want to if you want to change the length of a game um, and 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 modify it, you need to get you need to to, to grasp and and to um, to get those. You know, twelve to fifteen minutes back of excess uh, commercial time, and redistribute it in some other way. Uh, maybe start the inning with the commercial still there, picture in picture. Start the inning and and do that. As far as the game and strikeouts and and analytics, um, uh, I don't believe that you should limit shifting. I think shifting is a byproduct of a a, a type swing uh, that has been taught to accentuate slugging percentage. So if we're trying to accentuate slugging percentage, which you're seeing you're seeing maybe minimally tick up at the cost of team batting average of 30 points, um, then so be it. Because uh, if, if a guy's trying to get launch angle and trying to lift the ball on the pull side, uh, the mishit's going to be a ground ball on the pull side. So why would you play your infielders anywhere else? So I don't believe in, in limiting shifting. I do believe in and roster, uh, rosters being at, at stuck at 25 instead of 26 because I think the, 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 the um, more pitchers you get into a game, uh, the easier it is to minimize starting pitching, which I think should still be the heartbeat of your club to get those good starters out there. So uh, what I'd like to see is rosters at 25. I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to see uh, no limit on shifting because if hitters are going to be one-dimensional – then we should be able to play one-dimensional uh, infield where we can go over there and 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 shrink the field the way we want to. So uh, I think game the, the game eventually will get back to the importance of what a starting pitcher is. How, do, especially doing a 162-game season, you know, you need to go out there and get those 16, 17 outs from your, from every starter to keep your bullpen where it needs to be. So I would um, I would hope we would start to look at that and 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 uh, maybe change some of the hitting techniques. That are are being taught to say, "Look, we're going to put the ball in play more." It's it is it is not good to strike out. I mean, strike out is not just another out. Uh, We've won championships on productive outs. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. that's that's uh, that's the beauty of this game, and I, I think um, I, I think it'll get back to it. I do.
0: Of course, we wish Mike Socha and USA Baseball nothing but the best headed into Tokyo. Stay tuned to Quest for Gold every week for updates as we head into these games. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you next week.